and welcome to the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast, where we're focused on helping you love the life you already have. New episodes are generally released on Mondays, except when they're not. I'm your host, Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching, and I am so glad you're here. We're here to bring you a sacred space for embracing your authentic self and getting grounded into health and wellness the easy way. If you're feeling unsatisfied with your life, putting up with what does not serve you or burning up all your precious energy, trying to be something or someone you're not, welcome my friend, you're in the right place. Today I have a great privilege of introducing my friend, Lisa Flowers. Lisa is a health coach and she helps people make gradual and permanent lifestyle, nutrition and health changes to find true wellness and happiness in life. As a holistic health coach, she works with people on diet and lifestyle challenges. She believes that most health issues are diet and lifestyle related and therefore usually preventable and oftentimes reversible. She helps her clients break through the obstacles that hold them back in life. By asking the right questions and empowering them with the proper tools and techniques, she helps her clients take action in pursuit of their wellness goals and life ambitions. Life is too short to be unhappy or unfulfilled. Lisa can help you discover what's holding you back, helping you learn better ways to handle the issues that are standing in the way of having the most excellent health, happiness, and a truly fulfilling life. Welcome to the show, Lisa. It is such a pleasure to have you here, my friend. Thank you, Laura. It's so good to be here. Great to see your face. Oh. The other people can't see your face. Oh, that's okay. We'll <laughs> we'll we'll get across one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I also need to mention about Lisa is she has written not one but two books. The first is called Real Food, The Ultimate Medicine, and Eat Your Vegetables, Bitches. <laughs> please, right. please. Oh, awesome. Tell us a little more about you. Who are you? Where are you in the world? What lights you up? Where's your passion? Oh, boy. that that's, Those are great and big questions. And the first answer is I'm right here right now. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> which is, you know, part of my spiritual practice, which is also part of the grander scheme of what I do, um, working with people on life, lifestyle issues and health issues. Um, and um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super happy to uh, be here and talking about my plant-based cookbook that it, it was my COVID project. Um which had been, I'd been writing and collecting recipes for lots of years. But when COVID hit, I said to myself, all right, we're going to take this off the back burner and let's do it. And um, boy, there's now there's this big, beautiful book filled with plant-based recipes. And it was, it was a lot of fun to do and um, uh, plant-based because I really believe that um we need so many micronutrients in order to be healthy and the best, I want to say the only way, but the very best way to get the micronutrients that our cells need in order to thrive is by eating plants, you know, fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, and, you know, berries, truly whole grains, um, also known as real food, right? (laughs) Right. Right. So, um, yeah, that's, um, that is a, a tiny little nutshell of of who I am and what I do. And um, yeah. 
Awesome. Well, I wonder if you wouldn't mind sharing a little with us your story of how you got into health coaching and really learning how to leverage um, food and nutrition in your life. Sure. Um, well, so I think the 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 very first um, thing that led me toward nu- nutrition in general is uh, my oldest daughter it has autism. And when she was little, we were, you know, starting to notice, okay, something's going on, let's figure out what this is. And as we got a diagnosis of autism, um, we also started to recognize that there are certain foods that, that um, made her react behaviorally. Mm. And um, dairy is, is the, the biggest, biggest culprit. Um, she could get a, a, just an ingredient, a dairy ingredient in some food and have a huge reaction. So um, that message, I, I heard loud and clear that that food uh, is very powerful. It, it just it's really powerful. And and it and it can, um, you know, make or break you if you have sensitivities. Wow. Um, so when I became a holistic health coach and started working with people and, you know, being the mother of three, sometimes as, as a parent, you know, we, we put ourselves on the back burner. Sure. And I, um, I had, have, I had migraine headaches my entire adult life. And, you know, I, I just, you know, kind of, I had to kind of carry on. I had three kids and, you know, I was busy and um, I would take, medication to make the migraines go away. And uh, about three years ago, I heard from a dear friend about this place in uh, Northern California in Santa Rosa called True North Health Center, Mm -hmm. where they do um, medically supervised water fasting. And there was something when I heard about that, there was this this little voice that said, yes, this is what you need to do. You need to go away and, and get your system completely cleared out and cleaned out and start from scratch. So I did. And I, I went to True North and I water fasted for 14 days. Wow. Pure distilled water, nothing else for 14 days. And then on day 15, they, you know, started, you know, giving me a little bit, I I started with green juice. And then the next day was steamed squash. And it just, you know, over the next week, um, introducing salads and just, but pure whole plant based, nothing but pure organic food. And I can safely say that when I stick to a very clean diet, I don't get migraines. Wow. <laughs> I don't get migraines oh, anymore. So powerful. So, <laughs> so that's that was a, another reason for writing Eat Your Vegetables, Bitches, um, because it helped me so much. And I do know that when I work with people, I strongly suggest a mostly plant-based diet. Be, first of all, I say mostly because it's not for everyone to eat completely vegan. I don't eat completely vegan. I grew up in Texas and, you know, <laughs> those roots sometimes grab a hold of me and say, let's have a steak. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I stay away from dairy and gluten, I don't get migraines. Mm. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm really interested on your daughter and having reactions. And I think um, you and I have personally have a conversation about this before. So when she would have dairy, what would you see as far as reactions go? How did you know she was having a problem? Well, um, she would, she will, she hasn't had it for a, hasn't happened for a long time. Thank God. But she gets um, very emotional. Mm. She gets angry and agitated and cannot control her. She can't control herself. Yeah. And it lasts for, you know, 24 hours or more. Oh, wow. And it's not pretty. And so we do everything. I mean, I've taught, I taught her a long time ago to read labels and to ask questions and to, when she's in a restaurant ordering food to say, no cheese, I have a dairy allergy, mm. you know? So, um, yeah, that it, it's, it's, it's amazing. What, and, you know, when we, when we were exploring food allergies with her, mm-hmm. when she was younger. I told a, an, a, an allergy doctor that she reacts behaviorally to certain foods. And he said, well, what makes you think that foods would, you know, cause a behavior action reaction. And I'm like, okay, I'm in the wrong office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's a great question, Lisa, because that was my next question was how did you connect the food to the reaction? Because it's not always instantaneous, right? So how did you make that connection? Yeah, it's not always instantaneous. And it, and it actually, it's, it's oftentimes about a day later, right? But if it happens often enough, you start to go, huh, maybe we're going to take a couple of things out and see what happens. And so we did, we did elimination diets and dairy was, was the one, I mean, we did blood tests and all that other stuff too. And it's good information, but there's nothing like taking things out of your diet and then giving it some time and trying to reintroduce it. Um, I'll tell you what, if you don't want to know <laughs> if you're sensitive <laughs> to gluten, that's my big one. Cause I miss eating real bread. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to know, don't take it out of your diet because if you're sensitive to it and you try to reintroduce it, it's going to be, um, your body's going to say, nope. For sure. I've had some experience in doing some like a clean eating challenge and things like that, where I eat just completely clean for a while and clean myself up. And I'm telling you, I added, I added in the gluten and I kind of like, I was so addicted to the gluten. Like there's an addictive property to some foods where it like binds to something in my brain. And I can't remember the exact science of it, but it was like, you know what, I'm going to push through this so that I can eat, keep eating it <laughs> and do. And I know that when I'm having wheat in my diet, when I'm getting that, that gluten enzyme, it's hard for me to like recall the names of things. Like my brain doesn't work the same. Yeah. Do you want to talk to, to that in the, in the gluten arena? Uh, sure. You know, that's, that's interesting because that's exactly what happens to me. I get brain foggy and cranky oh, when, yeah. I, when I eat gluten and, and then, uh, you know, oftentimes I'll get a migraine. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, there's a, there's a definite connection to, you know, the, the brain and the gut. Right. And if you think about the, uh, the, the, the concept of people say, Oh, I have a gut feeling, mm. you know, um, the, the brain and the, and the gut are, absolutely connected. And um, so, you know, when you, when you eat something, um, oftentimes, 
you know, sometimes people, some people just react physically, but uh, oftentimes people will, you know, get, get foggy or, um, you know, can't remember <laughs> the words that they want to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, and, and, and when, once you get things cleaned out, it makes a huge difference. And gluten is, if you think about what gluten is, it's the, you know, it's the, what holds the bread together, right? It's the glue. Yeah, it's the glue. <laughs> and it's tough to get it out of your system. It takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, it's, I love talking about this because my experiment with gluten was a few years ago. And I remember in the first three days, it was hell. Right. I mean, how I felt giving up gluten was like, I don't know, coming off a crack or something. It was like that intense. And I remember just getting um, kind of overwhelmed and emotional and um, just really wanted to crawl out of my skin on about day three. But really, you know, as as I stuck with it, like the benefits started showing up within the first week. Mm-hmm. It was like I was thinking a little clearer. I was recalling information and names easier. Um, and my belly started to get flatter. Yeah. (laughs) But you can see that like seriously within the first week, like the first few days were like this gross detox thing. And then I started to see the benefits and the longer I stayed with it, the better my brain worked. And I thought, Oh, it can't get any better than this. And then boom, another day or two, three, it would go by and I'm like, Whoa. And it got even better. Yeah. I mean, what would you recommend to people who wanted to experiment with this without getting into trouble? Well, um, I was, I was just thinking when you were talking about that in my, in my health coaching practice, I do um, periodically, I, I take groups through uh, what I call the 10 day sugar and all junk detox. And it's, I do 10 days because it's 10 days is manageable for a lot of people. And oftentimes people will go, will, will see such amazing results in the 10 days and they'll go, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go again. I'm going to you know, do, I'm going to keep going for a while. Um, but it, it's, it's great to do it as a group because you have support, you have a coach. And when you are going, when you're taking a lot of things out of your diet, uh, for a detox, you know, for a cleanse, mm-hmm. um, you're going to feel like crap. Yeah. Chances, are, chances are you're going to feel like crap for the first two or three days. And that's why it's great to have a group because then you, you know, I do a Facebook group and, and people can talk to each other and, you know, commiserate. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and then celebrate as they start to feel better on day three, four, five, Um, and people lose a little bit of weight, which is almost invariably the number one reason why people come to me as a health coach. I want to lose some weight. I want to lose some weight. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, what I say to that is great. Let's, let's, you know, lose some weight, but let's put the main focus on general wellness, you know, feeling great. Right. Oh, for sure. Cause it's, yeah. And if you're feeling like crap, you know, it can be pretty hard to be happy with your life and to love your life. Right. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love the group setting because when I went through this, um, I was early in getting my degree as a health coach myself and, um, I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I'm like, am I losing my mind? And I love <laughs> like, a, yes, I am. I'm losing the glue out of my mind. 
<laughs> but I just, I love that group support is such an amazing tool to have. And then you don't feel like, am I just crazy or is this normal? And, and the support I think that you can get from a health coach and a life coach during, during this cleanup process is really invaluable. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that's, um, and that's gluten folks. That's what it does to you. It makes your <laughs> belly stick out and your brain get all gummy among other things. And I think that when we're all gummed up, like intestinally with all this, this glue, I don't think we process and absorb our food as well as we could. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I would say that's true for a lot of people. I, I, um, I hesitate to, to say that it, that it's true for everyone because, um, uh, well, for a variety of reasons, people are going, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. well, there are no absolutes here, you know, take what you can use, leave the rest. If you yeah, find that yeah. your, your bowel movements are sticky, you might look at what you're eating, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and when, and when, uh, when we eat junk, when we eat crap, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're exactly right. You know, the, our, our, our gastrointestinal system is not functioning properly and that is how we absorb the nutrients that we need, right? Yes. And 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 get rid of what we don't. Yeah, let's talk about those nutrients for a minute. So we eat stuff and then something happens in our body and then we get stuff out of it, right? So to make it really, really <laughs> simple, Lisa, <laughs> let's talk about how we get our nutrients for a moment. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, um, Okay. So, you know, when you think about why we eat food, we eat food in order to nourish our body, you know, to, to nourish ourselves so that we can feel good. And so that our body, our, our organs, our, our blood, our brain, everything is in working order. Right. And when we eat, um, things that are, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go this way first. When people eat the standard American diet, mm-hmm. also known as SAD, right? Yeah. Um, that is a, a diet diet around um, uh, saturated fats from meats and cheeses and you know dairy products and and not a whole lot of um, vegetables and fruits and whole grains, nuts and seeds, re- you know, real food. Um, people people don't feel good and you're not your, your cells are not being, uh, nourished. I mean, plain and simple, you know, people, uh, I'm going to go off on a small tangent here for a second and talk sure. about, um, you know, one of the biggest, um, health issues that, that we have in this country and in other places too. Um, I will say on the North American continent, cause Canada's there too, is uh, diabetes. Mm, yeah type 2 diabetes specifically Mm -hmm. and you know people so often think oh that's that's from eating sugar well it's not from eating sugar it's from eating saturated fats and and you know all the the saturated fats that come along with in that sugary donut or that you know (laughs) that bowl of ice cream or the things like that so it's it's about the saturated fats in the standard American diet that create fatty cells in our bodies so that the nutrients can't get in and the insulin can't unlock that cell because it's so fat, you know, for the, to, to take all the, the glucose out of the blood where it, it and into the cell, it's, it's a, 
um, it's a shit show is what it is, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and the, and the fact that, that sorry, sorry, medical doctors, but that they, that met most medical doctors just want to uh, prescribe metformin or another medication, other medications to take care of diabetes, as opposed to saying, you know what, you need to totally change your diet and you need to exercise, take a walk every day. Um, and this doesn't have to happen in your body. Diabetes is totally preventable and so often reversible. Absolutely. That certainly for type two diabetes. And I do, I have some people who have type diabetes in my life and in my family. And, um, you know, it's kind of, it, you don't, we don't work on family, which kind of like doctors don't operate. <laughs> Surgeons don't operate on their family. I don't coach family. At least I try not to. I mean, sometimes I, I pump out a little unsolicited advice. <laughs> But it's like when when we talk to um, people, at least in my experience with type 2 diabetes, I think that most would rather take a pill than change what they're eating. Yep. Yeah. Do you have some thoughts about why that is? I I absolutely do. I do, but I want to hear yours. (laughs) (laughs) It's called addiction. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, food is, foods are so powerful and and we, you know, we have traditions that are around food, which is great. You know, it's really, it's wonderful. But at the same time, you know, you think about the, um, the foods that in the standard American diet, I'm, I'm going to go with that, that these, these foods, these meaty, cheesy, salty, fatty foods. Mm, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, all right, let's, let's take a, let's take a giant step back to, um, to, you know, the beginning of time when people were hunters and gatherers and they absolutely had to find the most calorie dense, um, foods in order to survive. I mean, they either, they either ate, you know, really heavy calorie foods or they literally died. Our Mm -hmm. ancestors they they didn't die, <laughs> you know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, and and it, it, it's um um it goes back to it's in it's innate it's in our it's in our DNA to gravitate towards these calorie dense foods mm-hmm. because we either did or we died. Yeah. Back, back in the day, but there's no real scarcity for food these days, and so um, there's really no reason for us to be eating these rich, meaty, salty, fatty foods, because they, they don't, they don't do anything but make us sick. Absolutely. And what you're kind of talking to that, the instinct and the craving for those high fat nutrient dense meals. And I think uh, we've evolved, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We have, we have evolved and it's the, um, you know, it's, we, we oversalt our food and we, and we eat, uh, you know, I, I hate to say anything about cheese, but because cheese is like, you know, everybody loves cheese and bacon, right? Mm-hmm. Those are like the two things. I you don't know if you love cheese and bacon. You're making me hungry. Cheese and bacon. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, um, you know, you have to go back to, to the question, why do we eat food? We eat food in order to nourish ourselves so that we can be healthy and well. Yeah. Yeah. 
You mentioned just a little while ago addiction and the addictive properties of food. Do you want to speak to that a little bit more? Well, um, you know, there there are um there are <laughs> um companies out there mm-hmm. in in the in the I I'm using my quotation fingers people when I say the word food because it's not really food, <laughs> but there are um, labs that they create the, you know, they put, they create chemicals um, to put on certain, you know, like chips and, and, you know, different types of, of junk foods, um, fast foods and things like that, that actually cause your brain to crave it. Yeah. It's a chem and it's a chemical reaction and it, cre- and it creates, um, it creates a craving, which, you know, makes you addicted to this food, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know that when I see somebody opening a bag of potato chips, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I want some of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's my crack right there. Yeah. If I could chop it up and stick it up my nose, I would. <laughs> But that's me and sugar. I, sugar is my vice for sure. And I've had more problems with um, the sugar intake in my life really than anything else. It was, you know, that that's my crack right there. It's the sugar. And <laughs> yeah, sugar is definitely addictive and people yeah. don't, people don't really understand that because they think, oh, well, I, you know, I don't eat, I don't eat very much sugar, but most people get uh, small doses of sugar all day long. And <laughs> foods that they eat in their latte, in their, um, you know, if they're eating cereal or if they're having uh, bread, pasta sauce, all kinds of packaged processed foods, most, most of them have sugar. And if you're getting a little bit all day long, it's feeding your addiction. So you're not, I'm not addicted. I'm fine. (laughs) But if you go on my 10 day sugar and all junk detox, you're going to feel it. Yeah. But then you're going to feel better. Oh, absolutely. And I know, you know, if you can just kind of push through those first few days, this is totally worth trying. But little story about me when um, Lisa first got into being a health coach back in the day, I guess that was some years ago, she offered um, to maybe do some exchange work or practice work with health coaching with me. And I was like, yeah, let me think about it. Yeah, no. (laughs) And, 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 you know, it's kind of what gets us to where we are is what we needed to go through for sure. And I was working with a naturopathic physician, Dr. Patty Mullen, and I still am. She's my business partner. And she's like, you know, Laura, you might, um, well, I was complaining about not feeling well. And she's like, so yeah, we might want to look at how much sugar you're eating. And here I am going, I don't get that much sugar. I'm really not eating that much. And I added it up, took a little courage to look at myself that closely because it is an addiction. And then there's like all these emotions of shame and blame and and escapism around addiction, right? Like it's a hard thing to look at. But when I looked at it and I, I, and I went through, what do I typically have in a day? I was over 250 grams of sugar a day. Yeah. It's, back it's, then. it's easy to do. Yeah. And I was embarrassed to receive any kind of health coaching or advice because here I am as, you know, a healer and a massage therapist and a medical assistant. And, and I'm stuffing myself with all this sugar that keeps me craving more sugar. And, um, it was a real eye opener because my breakfast had coffee with cream and sugar 
And then there would be a sandwich, maybe some fast food with a Coca-Cola. And let's talk about soda because Uh I would have a soda with lunch, a soda with dinner. And then if I had a snack at night, I'd have another soda. So there was at least three cans of soda. And then, you know, when I would feel that the, the blood sugar crash in the evening, I would reach for, yep, box of red vines and eat those and maybe a little more soda. And it was like really seriously over 250 grams of sugar. And I have to say, no, I didn't feel good. I didn't sleep well at night. I didn't have any energy. I couldn't really think straight a lot of the time. And I was embarrassed and felt, you know, shame around consuming, you know, that kind of sugar, particularly being in the health and wellness field. Yeah. Well, you know, I think there's, there there might be a lot of that, you know, with, with people who, um, uh, I think particularly people who want to lose weight. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of shame around that. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also a thing these days about not fat shaming people. Right. Yeah. And we yeah. certainly, certainly don't want to do that. But I also see um, people um, celebrating people, you know, being, being obese, really, if you want to say it, saying sure. this, is, this is how, this is what I look like. But the reality is, is the more weight a person carries, the more risk they have of having type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular issues, cancer, all kinds of things. Depression. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I totally got the depression. You know, the blood sugar crash. It's like I might as well have been smoking crack and (laughs) crashing off of that for what it was, you know, what it was doing to me. And stepping through the shame can be done when you have support, when you have a judgment-free zone with somebody who knows what you're going through. And I think that we can support each other. And and also there's an appropriate time to contact a professional. It's like Lisa is a certified health coach. I'm a certified health coach. There are people out there with love and compassion to spare. And when we step into that sacred space with someone and say, I want my life to be better. I'm ready to surrender. Please help. We're here. There is help for this. And I don't, we don't have to do any of this alone for sure. Right. Yeah. Tell me about that container that, that you hold for your people who are like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. How, how can you help me, Lisa? Yeah. Well, you you know, the one of the biggest pieces of uh, my practice is um, giving people the space to talk because most people don't have uh, someone or a safe place where they can just unload whatever it is that's going on for them. Um, this last year, I had the privilege of doing a um, a, a coaching course with Marianne Williamson mm. uh, called Miracle Minded Coaching. And it's yeah. based on the principles of A Course in Miracles. And this is not religion. It's about spirituality. It's about having um, and recognizing something bigger than us is at play here. And to be able and to learn to connect with that piece, to bring spirituality into my practice for people who are are wanting, you know, something a little something more, Um, because I really believe that in health coaching, um, it's not just about how much broccoli and kale you're eating. I mean, you can eat you can eat all the all the green food you want. But if 
other th- other areas of of your life are out of balance um y- 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 nothing is ever going to be you know quite right yeah and spirituality is definitely definitely one of those pieces and when i say spirituality i it can mean anything it can mean taking a walk in in, in the woods it can mean sitting quietly for 5 minutes it can mean going to church if that's what's right for you. It can mean um, it can mean a variety of things, but I think it's a I think it's a really big piece, and I know it is for me. I know that that my life um, is I I am much um, more balanced when I do my spiritual practice every day. Yeah, and a spiritual practice doesn't have to be complicated. Nope. <laughs> or heavy at all. Like you said, a a walk in nature to just breathe in and breathe out, put your feet on the ground and get grounded. It can be just simply being grateful for one thing in your life every day, but that connection of spirituality and, and just through gratitude or love is so important because really how we do one thing is how we do everything. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you said it, Laura, gratitude and love. Mm. You know, those, those two words at the top of the page in both <laughs> letters. <laughs> so tell me a little about if you would, when you're working people, working with people, how do you help them step into, you know, this happiness, the happiness health quest coaching name <laughs> that you have? How do you help them love their lives? How do you help them step into that? Well, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the whole picture. You know, um, I, I chose the name Happiness Quest for my health coaching practice when I was in health coaching school uh, because I have always been about happiness. I've always been a firm believer that that the universe wants us to be happy and that that happiness is our birthright. Yes. Not that we don't go through stuff. And work through stuff, and that you know, not, I'm not saying that 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 people are meant to be happy every moment because we do um, we do grow grow on a soul level, on you know, consciousness expansion level when we are moving through difficult things. Mm-hmm. But um, when when people when somebody comes to me and and you know, again, it's often with the weight and often with the, I don't know what's going on with me. I don't feel great. I'm I'm not happy. I'm depressed. When we start to address um, each of these areas of their life, what do you, you know, what you're eating? um, How's your career? Tell me about your relationships. um, You know, what's your spiritual practice? All of those things. are you, are you moving your body every day? It's, it's, it's just a big picture. You know, it's the whole, it's the whole picture. It's not just one thing. So, um, um, I find that when, when people, I do a six month program with people, typically I see people twice a month and I do that with intention because, uh, you know, 21 days is, is, is great to change a habit, but, uh, to change your lifestyle, and and what you're eating and what you're thinking <laughs> and, and your and you know the the habits that people get into it takes a while and um, I find that when when people um, approach that halfway mark 
uh, things are are tend to be a lot better. And and you know, people will often say, "I don't, I don't know. I just, I just feel. I, I'm, I woke up. I feel happy today." Yeah, yeah. I do know that. Yeah. And sometimes I think when we get to that halfway point and we're feeling really good, that is like the best time to check in on (laughs) (laughs) self-sabotage. You know anything about that, Lisa? No, I don't know anything about that. I didn't think so. (laughs) Like things are feeling so great. Maybe I could just, right. Well, you know, um, in my, in my, um, uh, my my work with A Course in Miracles, um, that the self-sabotage, I would tend to say, is the the ego mind, you know, where it comes in and says, oh, um, you know, we're going to just, we're going to keep you separate over here. It's like, a you know, a separation piece, uh, as opposed to, um, you know, be, becoming that whole person that, that, you know, the universe created us to be right? In Mm -hmm. connection. Um, So self-sabotage. Some people are really good at it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I've seen it. (laughs) Some people are really so good at it that you, they don't even realize what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, that's interesting. What is your, what is your, what are your thoughts on (laughs) self-sabotage, Laura? Well, I know that um, particularly when I went through my um, sort of clean eating challenge <laughs> and I uh, and I reintroduced some, you know, common toxins and had not a great reaction, but I pushed through it anyway because I didn't want to give it up. Right. And I would call that self-sabotage for certain. And, you know, and it is that that ego part is trying to like survive. It's the survival fear based ego driven sort of, um, stuff going on. And I think when we, when we can work with people around that and recognize it, I think the first step is seeing and acknowledging what we're doing. And then with open curiosity, why might you be sabotaging yourself here? And you'd be Well, maybe not. You wouldn't be surprised because you've seen it. Um, Miracles happen from that place. Absolutely. And and encouraging people to take 100% responsibility for everything that happens in their lives. Not saying, not, not in this, in the, in the realm of, of um, that they, that they don't have to, um, you know, be, upset or angry or whatever with whatever has happened. But the only way that we can make changes in our lives is to step out of a victim role and to recognize and take responsibility for how am I going to be, even though this happened in my life. I love that. Even though, and I love because it's a choice. We get to choose. And oftentimes we think that life is completely out of our control. And that's just really basically what I'd like to call an illusion. Like we're not really in control anyway. Our life unfolds. <laughs> right? <laughs> For sure. Your choices along the way. Yeah. And, you know, things do unfold. You're right. Yeah, they do. And it's like um, I teach my coaching clients, particularly in my, I do a really deep, life coaching program that, that revolves around human design, but oh, train left the station without me there. 
last night? <laughs> I did. No, I had toast for breakfast this morning. <laughs> I think I'll just leave that right in there. I was like, yes, I have this deep, you know, what are the questions of choices? Yeah. <laughs> Woo, full circle. It has been a long day, but we do get to make choices in our life today. And I think everything is a choice. For certain. And what I ask my coaching clients is how can you make a better choice today? Like it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be like perfectly executed and planned out and with a logical plan behind it. Um, but choose, start choosing today. Mm -hmm. Choose what it is that you eat. You know, choose a different pair of shoes. You know, yeah. choose to put your left sock on first instead of your right, but begin exercising choice because you do get to choose how we show up in our life today. We get to choose what we eat. We get to choose who we hang out with. And when we start choosing, we step into being self-empowered into our authentic self. We get into a level of acceptance, thereby loving our lives, right? Yeah. Yeah. How did Another I tie that together? <laughs> right. There you go. Another good question uh, in, in that same arena is, how can I see this differently? Mm. Right. You know? Yeah. And then just sit with it. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. I think um, if we slow down enough and we get still enough quiet for a moment, those answers do, do come. How can I view this differently? How can I look at this differently? Because mm -hmm. perception is, is so often uh, skewed mm. by, by um, you know, something we're thinking we're thinking that something is one way or somebody we're reacting to the, somebody's comment or something you know it's it's a good question to um to stop the uh the process of the monkey mind going crazy right how can i see this differently yeah i love that as the perspective shift has been so huge throughout my life in so many ways. <laughs> There's a um, a prayer. Was it Marianne Williamson that you know helped me see this differently? Was that uh, possibly? That's a that, uh, how can I see this differently? Is is one of the principles from A Course in Miracles? Yes, so I've done, a, done some study in there myself. So I was like, yeah. Uh, and there's a prayer that goes along with it. Um, please, uh, Lord, give me a fresh new perspective and a new way of looking. Might be a new pair of glasses. Maybe it was that uh, book from. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Could have been way back then. Oh, what's his name? Well, oh, what's his name? Yeah. Paul, somebody I think it was. I can't remember his name now. But anyway, a fresh new perspective for sure. I've often asked for that. And um, it it can come immediately. If you if you're really open and you really want a new perspective, I think that we can just ask whatever higher power we have or your inner guidance or wherever it is that you to the stars, to Buddha, you know, how can I have a fresh new perspective on this? And it, and it can come, it can come really quickly too. And it really changes everything. Yeah. 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 Direct my thinking. That's another yes. one. <laughs> Direct my thinking because mine stinks. <laughs> Not today, but it used to. Sometimes it does, you know. Yes, yeah. I mean, we all have moments, right? We live in the world, and and um, we all need we all need a little bit of help sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're here, because we all need a little bit of help. And you know, we've been through all all the ups and downs around, you know, food and health and lifestyle and habits and addictions. And you know, we're here to help. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. 
Oh, Lisa, what a joy to have this conversation with you. I hope that um, those people listening are, are um, <laughs> at least amused, if not actually getting some things that they can try in their own life. Yeah. I Can I, tell, can I talk uh, for just a second about my, I have a, a YouTube channel where I'm, I'm, I have some cooking videos that. Um, oh, yes. I want to hear absolutely every, every, everything about all of that. And this is the point where I get to ask you before we get to how to get in touch with you, where to find you. I want to see all of your videos and your website. Is there anything else that you want to touch on before we get to how to see you and get in touch with you? Oh boy. Well, when you asked me that question earlier, I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to talk about miracle-minded coaching, but I already did that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Um, Let's see. Um, You know, I think, I think um, one of the things that we, we touched on a little bit was, um, you know, that, that sometimes people are hesitant to reach out and ask for help. And, um, and that there might be, I mean, people, people carry all kinds of emotions and so forth around, um, uh, wellness. And I, I would, I would love to encourage people to, um, to, to reach out to Laura or to me, um, or to, you know, if, if you know of a health coach or if you need, if you just, if you need somebody to talk to, um, we are all here on this planet to be of service to each other. That's my that's that's my heart and soul right there, and um, uh, as Laura said earlier, we don't have to do any of this alone. Mm. We're we're all here for each other. So if you if you need something, um, reach out. Well said, well said, my friend. Absolutely, and I know that most health coaches, life coaches, wellness coaches, all of us don't charge you to talk to you the first time. We want to know if it's a good fit, right? So we often, anywhere from 10 or 15 minutes up to 45 minutes, we'll take the time to find out what it is that you need. You get to get heard. And then, you know, we're either a good fit or not a good fit, or we can refer you to somebody that can help you. So we're a valuable resource and it doesn't cost anything to call me. Right. You know, <laughs> it doesn't cost anything to send me an email to see what it is um, that we might be able to help you with. So, you know, there's um doesn't cost you anything to drop a dime, right? That's right. Oh, that was a cute <laughs> saying. So please, Lisa, tell us where to find your cooking videos, your recipes. I have a copy of your book here. I can't wait for you to sign it for me. Eat your vegetables, bitch ass. I, at first I was like, I'm not buying that. She called me a bitch. And then I went, oh my God, there's so much cool stuff in there. I'm buying that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us all about your recipes and the cooking and how we can get healthy with Lisa. Yeah, well, um, if you want a signed copy of my cookbook, you can go to eatyourvegetablesbitches.com. Uh-huh. And um, uh, also, if you're interested in health coaching, you can uh, check out my website, happinessquesthealthcoaching.com. And if you want to um, see some fun uh, cooking videos, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Lisa Flowers Kitchen. That's it. Oh, I love it. So I will make sure to drop the links to those in the episode show notes underneath this episode today. So you can just click on the link and you can see Lisa's gorgeous face and her passion and she's cooking and she's doing stuff and she's teaching things and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> as well as her her uh, website and contact information if you want to work with Lisa. She is a beautiful, beautiful soul and is here too 
be of service for sure. Thank you, Laura. Right back at you. And thank you so much for your love and your time and your patience and your sense of humor. (laughs) So important. Thank you for asking me. I've had so much fun with you. (sighs) Me too. And I don't think I'm going to edit a thing. (laughs) I'm going to leave it just the way it is. Yay. Again, thank you so much for your time today. I know your time is valuable and and I'm hoping that our listeners have gotten a little something they can take away and use in their life today. Thank you. I hope so too. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Laura. Be sure to check back for more episodes of Health and Wellness Made Easy with Coach Laura Adair. You can find more information about me and all my program details at laurajadair.com. Until next time, my friends, be so very good to you.